Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit CEATECHN.com to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco innovations that are changing your world. This week, Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive, will provide a green automotive news update. Tom, welcome back to Green Sense. Hey, thanks for having me. Are you enjoying your summer? I am. Yeah, it's a good summer. We've been we've been busy rebuilding our website, and this is a good time to do that. Have you driven any cool cars uh, lately? I just drove, and it's so fundamentally decent and, and throwback. I was so excited to drive it. The redesigned Honda Accord which is new this year and and i'm driving the sport hybrid which is the least expensive hybrid variant so for thirty three thousand dollars i'm driving a car that absolutely delights it's it's roomy it's tight it's fun to drive and i'm getting 44 gallon wow at thirty three thousand, you can't buy many cars these days at that price it's uh and for a hybrid that's really priced nicely yeah i wish people still wanted cars because this is a good car (laughs) Good point. Well, let's get into our two stories. One is the Inflation Reduction Act and some loopholes regarding uh, leasing. And next big news would be the Tesla uh, uh, having an agreement with Ford and Rivian to share their charging station. So the first one, the Inflation Reduction Act, what's that all about? Yeah, I think we all remember that back in September, the Inflation Reduction Act was ratified. And and the most interesting thing about that was it finally addressed uh, a continuation of the federal incentives for purchasing an electric vehicle. As we remember, Tesla, General Motors, and uh, Toyota were about to be, Toyota was about to be shut out. GM and Tesla were shut out of the incentives uh, because there was a cap on the total number of vehicles, which could have been incentivized, and that was 200,000. And we thought that that when this law was ratified, it was just going to be a continuation, but it wasn't. It's very confusing now, and very few vehicles qualify. Um, and essentially, the vehicles now need to have be built in the U.S., have their primary co- constituent components built in the U.S., and the batteries have to be from the U.S., and a certain amount of the materials used in the battery have to be from the U.S. It's very confusing and arguably successful because Manufacturers are setting up battery plants in the U.S., which was the intention of this law. But if you're a consumer, the bad news is there are only about 10 vehicles that qualify right now for the incentive. But there's a loophole, and it's interesting. If you lease the vehicle, if you lease it instead of purchase it, all of a sudden, almost everything that's electric qualifies. That's very interesting. Um, Can you give us examples of the 10 vehicles that would qualify? Yeah, As they're purchase? Most, yeah, they're mostly Tesla vehicles and General Motors vehicles because they already have factories in the U.S. to build their batteries. So they're ahead of the game. Uh, and the Volkswagen ID4, which is Volkswagen's uh, compact crossover, also qualifies. So, Tom, was the intent to lease an oversight and maybe unintended consequences of a complex uh, bill? Or was that intentional? Unclear. Uh, the leasing provision to some extent, was to, was to accommodate business consumers uh, who typically lease their vehicles and don't purchase them. And consumers typically don't lease. Um, we see consumers that do lease tend, lead, tend to buy expensive European, you know, luxury vehicles. It's rare that your, your mainstream computer leases, the consumer leases his own vehicle. 
So the, the extension which this is a loophole is unclear. Uh, one of the drafters of the law, Joe Manchin, is upset about this particular provision and this loophole. So I get the sense this may have been to some extent an accident. Tom, what is the bottom line benefit if you purchase a car, one of the 10 that are available, or if you lease it? One of the advantages for leasing an electric vehicle at this point, and, and this may prove significant, is if the technology advances considerably while you own the vehicle. If you purchase a vehicle and own it, you may lose resale value in the end. If you lease the vehicle, your resale value is locked in. You can't lose that value while you own the vehicle. But what is the incentive that you get from the IRA? Uh, if you, yeah, right now seventy five hundred dollars is, is uh, the incentive, and it's still a tax credit. It's not a full incentive, so you need to make use of be able to make use of a full seventy five hundred dollar tax credit, which does not carry forward to the next year. So if you don't pay seventy five hundred dollars in taxes, you do not make full use of the incentive. But you're able to use that tax credit in one year, not over the life of the lease. Correct. Okay, great. And same if you bought a car that qualified, you get seventy five hundred. That's correct. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. That's uh, interesting information, and that's uh, news that uh, hopefully our listeners can use if they're in the market to buy or lease uh, an EV or an electric car. So I think the big one here is Tesla. You know, there's been reports that they have uh, negotiated a deal with Ford and Rivian to share their charging network. Tell us about the details. There's so much going on here, it's, it's, it's difficult to unpack, but I love this story just because it's interesting. And that's that Tesla, which is known for its incredibly big and reliable and fast charging network, is going to be giving access to its charging network to the owners of Ford vehicles, General Motors vehicles, and now Rivian vehicles. Which means if you own a Ford, a GM, or a Rivian electric vehicle, you can tap into, and you will be paying for this access, but you can tap into the very reliable Tesla uh, charging network, the supercharger stations, as they call them. And, and it, the best part of the story, I think, is that Tesla is famous for how robust its charging network is. And the other companies that have gotten into this business are not known for that. The, the, the existing charging network outside of Tesla is incredibly uh, unreliable, and it's, it's scaring away people. Yes. And so uh, that's what begs the question. Uh, Elon Musk is like a chess player. He's always several moves ahead of everybody. Why would he take one of his biggest assets and make that available to his competitors? That is my favorite part of the story. And I don't know that anyone knows the answer, but there's a lot of good theories. And one of them is that Tesla is no longer selling cars as fast as it used to. And its growth has been seriously uh, curtailed. And, and one of the reasons is there's now competition out there. And Tesla's products have gotten very old. They haven't really updated any of their products significantly since the launch of the company. So Tesla has seen its market share erode. And, and to compensate for that, Tesla's been playing with its prices. And Tesla can famously just change its price. They just go to their website and they change their price from day to day to, to respond to market demand. But they've been lowering them and keeping sales up. But obviously, their margins are going to drop. So if Tesla now has this secondary revenue stream, which is it's, it's getting money from competitors, uh, competitive vehicles on their network, this can bolster them and continue to help them gain market share or at least in, increase sales. You know, there's been some uh, tension between the Biden administration and Tesla. Do you think that there was maybe some back deal cut 
to allow the other uh, large U.S. companies access to the charging station in exchange for some kind of uh, government benefits? I don't know. That's a good question, and it's quite possible. Um, who knows what the incentive was ultimately do this? We were all surprised to hear this news. Like We didn't know that this was being negotiated. And it's interesting to see um, like an EV startup like Rivian jump on this bandwagon as well. Uh, because the cost of building this network is expensive. And the additional question, speaking of building the network, is will they continue to expand the network and will General Motors, Ford, and Rivian be helping to pay for that? Yes. And will they get a, a preferred rate uh, or or will Tesla owners get a preferred rate at the charging stations? Details like that aren't, aren't available yet. And I suspect that Tesla owners, maybe to mollify Tesla owners, may get a preferred rate simply because now they have to share these stations. And, and up until recently, if you were using a Tesla station, you probably never waited in line to use it because all the stations have 20 outlets. They're, they're very large, they're comprehensive, and they tend to always work, uh, which is key. So um, Tesla owners are probably very happy with the charging network and maybe a little less happy that they're going to be sharing it now with the Cadillac Lyric and the Rivian R1T. Yes, th this is a complex issue because on one hand, it may really accelerate the EV market because now, uh, as we've talked about many times on the show, every time we test drive a car that's not a Tesla, we're very disappointed with the charging network and you're really limited on how far you can go. Um, so by having that available, maybe this will boost all EV sales and lift the whole industry. But I suspect I it will. But on the same token, if I were Tesla and that was one of my prized assets, I'm not sure I'd want to make that available to my competitors unless he's getting something uh, uh, in exchange and we'll have to wait and see. Everything that Elon Musk does is a mystery and it always seems wrong when we first hear about it and it tends to pan out. So yeah, yes. I'm, I'm interested to actually learn what's happening here. Well, Tom, anything else you'd like to share? Uh, I'm trying to think what's going on here. I was happy to be driving that Accord Hybrid that I mentioned earlier. Um, I think the other news, too, is that we're starting to see um, consumers soften a little bit to the idea of owning an EV. Um, and, and hopefully that the network, the availability of charging and the name Tesla on the charging network is going to change some minds. What about the uh, chip shortage in car prices? Are we seeing the chip shortage uh, uh, dissipate? And are we seeing car prices starting to uh, lower a little? Yes and yes. And it seems like it's very slowly. But the good news is that Toyota's had its bad month and uh, best month in a long time. And that's good news because they were most hurt by the chip shortage. Um, but Toyota is starting to see some inventory and Toyota sales have actually picked up, which means they have some inventory to sell. It is very depressing to drive past a Toyota dealer and see an empty lot because you just assume the dealer's been shut down, but that's not the case. But everything is getting a little bit better. Prices are dropping. Now, there are there are very weird stories about prices going up in, in limited cases and limited scenarios, but nationally, overall, um, new car prices and used car prices have dropped this year. Well, Tom, I want to have you back on in a couple of weeks, and I want to talk about Toyota. I've read that they've recently come out with a number of different hybrid vehicles and especially in the small and light truck category. And so I want to dig into that. Uh, can you do a little research uh, and uh, be ready for that in a couple of weeks? I would love to. Ah, fantastic. Well, I always appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Uh, have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. That's Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive with our Green Automotive News Update. 
Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology. Visit CEATech.com to see our growing technology. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to Green Sense and check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM, Chicago. Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit CEATECHN.com to learn more.